schedule and the nice weather. It's not coming out daily, but we're trying the best we can. Your on again, off again podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. And we had a terrible incident. These are the things that we hate. Recording a whole episode and then realizing it's garbage. Yeah, for some reason, was it my microphone wasn't being yeah, picked up? So yeah, it was like your microphone was turned off the whole time. I don't understand how I didn't notice it in the headphones. I couldn't have been that oblivious, but maybe I was. Because I did not have headphones on that day, and so, yes, I did not know it until after we are playing it back. I'm like, oh, man, we can only hear you. Yeah, so our ongoing, um, yeah, we can get into this a little bit, how the sausage is made. <laughs> That's what Matt says. Every time Matt and I start discussing the show, he always says, little background for uh, the audience, how the sausage is made. <laughs> it's a pretty commonly used term. But for our audience, we started this podcast as a hobby of yours, so we'd have something to do over the pandemic. And then uh, we kind of quickly realized that our equipment really wasn't up to standards or par of what a podcast should sound like. Our equipment really sucked. Well, it was old DJ equipment that's been set up in the middle of a field and rained on and everything else. I mean, it works fine for DJing, but when you need, you know, that nice, quiet, you know, pure sound of a studio, it did not hack it. And uh, so we limped by with that. We then cleaned out this upstairs living room of ours, moved into it because we were packed into downstairs. If you've been a longtime listener, you've followed us along in these journeys. Now that we got upstairs, yeah, then that old equipment completely didn't work. We upgraded the mics, and now with this last issue of a whole episode recorded without your voice, and I'm not sure if I'm the dummy on it or not, now we both have headphones. Yes, now we can both make sure that we're heard. Uh, These headphones are a little wacky, though. I brought this up with Matt. Uh, Everyone, Matt is my uh, co-host on another podcast. Uh, It's not quite released yet, but it will be soon. Uh, Penultimate Warriors, get more info on that when we actually publish episodes. Um, Where was I going with this now? Uh, Oh, yeah, these headphones, though, uh, they're not digital. Like, I thought everything ran on Bluetooth nowadays. These are kind of like wearing walkie-talkies on your ears. (laughs) Because there's a little tuning knob, and it sounds like you're tuning in a radio, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well, here's the thing. Dan and I often have trouble reading the fine print before we purchase something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us, what did you find a great deal? Because I love, I, oh my gosh. <laughs> Do I want to keep quick access in my taskbar? No. No. I turn all that junk off. Okay, that was, that was, by the way, this is our latest purchase. My new computer just got it set up. Yay. Um, so, yes, I was, you know, Danny the deodorant. He loves Axe deodorant, so. Well, it's the only thing that works on my tender skin. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I was, you I know, sensitive I, skin, man. I, um, when I buy stuff like that, you know, dish soap, anything, I just go on Walmart and order it. Walmart.com, they deliver it, whatever. So I found this great deal of 12 for a really good price. I'm like, oh, I'm going to order that. Well, we get it, and there are 12 like one ounce cans. Yeah, they're travel size. <laughs> uh, as soon as I opened up the box, too, I knew what happened. I'm like, Penny found a good deal on bulk, <laughs> and she didn't look at the size. True, that's very true. So now I really try to read the fine print. I have been caught before because I ordered some uh, chili beans, and I didn't look at the size of the can before I ordered them, and they're too big. So I was like, ah, crap. 
Which I thought was weird. Like, can't you just put in less of a can? Yes, you can, but then what are you going to do with the leftover beans so they don't go bad? Or I mean, how about you just add all the beans and make your chili extra beany, I guess. They are like pre-seasoned chili beans, right? Yes, they are. So I don't think that's going to ruin the recipe too much. I mean, it's not like it's a recipe. It's a packet of chili mix. So <laughs> you're right. I mean, it's not like it's going to be, oh, my God, all these hours of work, and it's ruined, just ruined. Your grandmother would be ashamed with you if you ruined your chili with three too many beans. It's got to be the perfect amount mm-hmm. for your classic family recipe of the package in the <laughs> browned hamburger in the 25 minutes later. Um, has, has chili ever been like a really big deal to you? Some people really get into it and they spend like a whole day going through this whole process and i've i've talked to one of these guys before and he says for the perfect chili you got to layer in your flavors so it's like literally you spend the first hour working on one flavor profile then you spend the next couple hours doing something else to it do you believe in that nonsense well of course you do have to layer your flavors but the only time i've ever made like a homemade chili that wasn't uh out of a mix i got off food network it's an ellie krieger recipe that i really like and it does take longer but it's not like um you know it's not like you're using fresh beans and you have to soak i mean it's calls for canned beans and yeah i mean if you're gonna just use canned product anyways (laughs) might as well just go for the canned package of seasoning that's already got all the other seasonings measured out for you Yes, that is really good, but I, I really like the chili recipe that, you know, I've got because um, it's, if you don't know Ellie Krieger, on, she was on the Food Network, she w- was into really healthy cooking, so I like that recipe and the fact that I use ground turkey instead of ground beef um, and the fact that it's lower fat and stuff. That's why I really like it, and it's really tasty, um, but so, yeah. But we never make that. How many times have you made that? Once, made, once or twice? No, I've made it quite a few oh, times. Okay. It's just that I always forget because it calls for three different type of beans, and it's not that. I just forget. I'm like, oh, oh look, I'm getting groceries. Oh, look, there's a package of chili mix. I know I just have to add a can of beans and a can of tomatoes, crushed tomatoes or diced tomatoes, and I'm good. You know what I like in my chili that's not common, but, man, if I didn't, if I'd have known we had chili mix, well, we'll have to add this to the recipe ne- or to our order next week, garbanzo beans. Garbanzo in chili is amazing, I think. Yeah, I think that's one of the beans in her recipe that I use. I don't know why I didn't right. look it up. But anyway, we're, we're off on Because they're like taste-level butter balls. <laughs> but they're beans and healthy for you. Yes, beans are healthy for you. I love them. Yeah, that was that whole Susan Powders uh, thing. Her fitness craze was eat everything bean-based. Can you imagine what it was like around her house in the morning? Just... <laughs> Some skinny blonde-haired chick just blowing ass everywhere, <laughs> yelling at people to get hyped up. Are we still recording? Yeah, we are still recording. Okay. I was just looking up uh, that recipe, but anyway, um, yeah, because I mean, because it's the protein. So if you're gonna be a vegetarian, you know, you don't you could do protein without having the meat, things like that. So yeah, it's good for that. All right. So like I said, though, we did miss a recording, so we're gonna go through that episode now. And then uh, work on a couple more this weekend. Uh, And speaking of weekends, this is Season 6, Episode 4, Weekend at Bobby's. During the recap, it was Crowley, Bobby selling his soul, Rufus, Jody Mills, The Dead Rising, Bobby walking again, and Dean asking if Sam is different. It was a real big hodgepodge of 
background. So, yes, you're right. That way we know now that this episode is probably going to cover a little bit of everything of it. But you also forgot to mention that they had Rufus in the, because, um, yeah, you've mentioned Jody, Sam, but also Rufus, which is um, Bobby's hunter friend. Right. That crazy dude. So one year ago, starts out, there's some storms in Texas. Uh, we see Bobby is summoning Crowley and uh, tells, him, tells Bobby he's happy um, about saving the world. And then Bobby offers a drink, and Crowley turns him down. Bobby then asks him if he can get his soul back. And Crow Crowley's like, nope, you are not getting, getting that back. Bobby, though, tricks Crowley into a devil's trap. But Crowley has some uh, hellhound, so Bobby thought he had the best of them, but really, Bobby's about ready to get ripped to pieces. <laughs> he thought he was so smart. Bobby then um, breaks the uh, devil's trap and uh, lets Crowley leave. And uh, Crowley wishes Bobby good luck on his future endeavors. And that's the <laughs> beginning of the episode. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. But no, you covered it pretty well. All right. Well, but yeah, the fact that we know that Crowley has hellhounds at his disposal. So there is that. Well, I thought we knew that. We did because of the fact, yeah, there was a previous episode where his hellhound was bigger than the hellhounds after the Winchesters. So. Exactly, yeah. So we know that. So, Stinger graphic, uh, we see Sam and Dean are at a park, and they find a claw inside of a dead body. They give Bobby a call. Uh, in total, we learn about six bodies in Wisconsin, uh, but they can't find anything demonic. They, you know, look for sulfur and all their standard testing. Uh, we don't see any of that. They're just telling Bobby on the phone. Uh, they ask Bobby for help IDing uh, this creature. Um, then we see Bobby going off, and he has a terrible run of bad luck while hunting down this info. He has a very bad day. Doesn't he, like, fall down while reaching for a book or something like that? I don't remember if he falls down, but, I, you know, he called. He doesn't do research. He's got car trouble. By the time he gets to the library, it's closed, so he has to break in. All that fun stuff. Right. Uh, then he gets home and spends all night reading. Uh, calls back the next day. I don't know if Sam called Bobby or Bobby called Sam, but they're on the phone the next morning. And he identified it. It's a Lamea. Lamia. And he called Lamia. Dean. He called Dean. All right. Bobby tells them a uh, silver knife uh, will kill it. And at that point... Dean just like sweet hangs up the phone on Bobby. Well, it's a, but it also has to be blessed by a priest, right? Yeah, padre. We had this conversation the first time we recorded it. Was there a difference between padres and priests? No, padre is just what a lot of people call you know because it's father. A lot of you know I don't know. I know a Catholic priest are called father, and a lot of people call him padre because I think what's that Spanish for father or whatever? I don't know, but probably. It's I, a I feel like there's a Spanish element to that. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a priest. It's a freaking priest. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. We're not having this argument again. <coughs> um, Bobby then um, goes down to the basement, and there's a demon down there tied up. And Bobby is torching her for info on Crowley. Bobby tells Crowley... Ugh. The demon <laughs> does tell Bobby uh, that Crowley is now the king of hell, and at that point the doorbell rings, so Bobby goes upstairs. 
the neighbor is at the front door with a cobbler for Bobby. She seems pretty interested in him. She invites him over for a movie next Saturday night. She asks, uh, then uh, says, hey, you know, could you take a look at my wood chipper sometime? It's not working. He says, sure. They shake hands and she leaves. <coughs> Bobby then returns to the basement and resumes torturing the demon. She tells him uh, the name Fergus McLeod. Yes, because Bobby wanted to know who he was in life because um, there's a rumor on how to get rid of a demon. So he wanted that information. But before that, yeah, he, you know, she didn't want to give Crowley up because she's like, he's the king. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, king of the crossroads. So that's where she says, no, he's the king of hell since Lucifer's in the pit. So she does eventually give that information up. His name is Fergus McLeod. Then Bobby that grabs a pile of bones and throws him in a fire, and the demon dies. So, yes, he doesn't throw him in the fire. He's got like a homemade, what do you want, like a homemade flamethrower or something that he torches the bones, and yes, the demon goes up in flames. Oh, I thought it was like a Weber grill he tossed it into. I forgot about the flamethrower. Yeah, it was something like a, yeah, like a grill-like device that he put him into. Okay. Uh... Upstairs then, in front of Bobby's big line of phones, uh, we get a phone call, and it's Garth on the line, our favorite off-camera character so far. Uh, calls, for, calls Bobby for advice. Bobby says to call the FBI, and hangs up. At that point, Bobby's FBI phone line rings, picks up, and it's Garth on the line. At <laughs> that point, Bobby says, no, not me, FBI, the real FBI, and hangs up. Well, first he says, how are you still alive? <laughs> we, we, this is the first mention of Garth. We oh, is this the first? I thought we heard about Garth before. I didn't know that this was the How Are You Still Alive episode. Yes, this is the How Are You Still Alive episode. Uh, so this is the first mention. We don't meet him yet, but we do eventually meet him. Yeah, I know who Garth is. He's a, uh, one of my favorite actors. So I have forewarning on that, unlike our listeners that are <laughs> listening and watching right along with us for the first time. Uh, they go out to the junkyard. You forgot to mention that Rufus shows up. Oh, yeah. Rufus shows up with a body and asks for help disposing it. So they go out to the junkyard. Rufus has a creature from Japan. A Huawei or... Do you remember what the name is? Uh, uh, Okami. Okami, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Uh, they talk about uh, Sam and Dean are hunting a monster in Wisconsin that's from Greece and how this Japanese monster is here. So it seems very odd. Uh, they get a backhoe and bury the Japanese Okami. Rufus and Bobby discuss tracking down the McLeod body. Anything in there I missed? Well, because when Bobby summoned Crowley, he offered him something to drink and Crowley says, Oh, no, I don't drink that. I drink blah, blah, blah. When he mentioned it to Rufus, Rufus knew exactly what region of Scotland that that was made in. So he says, you know, hey, I've got some contacts in Scotland. Maybe I can help you track down who this Fergus MacLeod is or was when he was alive. Yep. Uh, Dean calls and asks uh, for help with their monster. And all the while, you can see, like, they're just, the boys are getting their ass kicked by this monster. Like, thrown around the room, and they're calling, yelling for help. 
Well, yeah, well, <laughs> while Dean's on the phone, you see uh, Sam in the background getting slammed around, so. <laughs> so, yeah, while Bobby's on the phone with them, though, doorbell rings again, and this time it's Jody and an FBI agent. Jody the cop that he helped with that episode. They all, Yeah, all the loved ones were coming back to life, even her own son. Right. Um, the FBI wants to track down Rufus and has questions about this body he's been seen driving around with. <laughs> Jody steps in and uh, gets rid of the FBI agent. I don't know. Somehow she shoes him away. Well, she says, oh, you know, I've known Bobby for a while. I've been arresting him for like 10 years now. Let me, you know, you go outside and let me get some information from him. Bobby lets Jody know <laughs> then that he's... Uh, not only got a body in the basement, but yeah, there's also one buried out in the uh, the yard that it's going to be pretty clear to see that something was recently buried. Jody is very frustrated with Bobby at this point and goes to look for the FBI agent. The FBI agent is missing. They find him, though, standing over top of that hole in out in the junkyard, but it is now empty. Whatever was in it has seemingly crawled out. Rufus calls, and uh, Bobby and Rufus talk about the hole in the ground. And Bobby realizes uh, it's not what th they thought it was, and mm -hmm. rushes to the neighbor's house to warn her. Um, That's see, what I have in my notes, and yes, let's talk about this. What actually happened was Rufus didn't stab it enough times to mm -hmm. properly kill this monster. Right, I guess you had to have some sort of bamboo spear blessed by a Shinto priest, and he had to stab it seven times. Rufus only stabbed it five times, therefore it didn't kill it. And so Bobby's like, okay, what's its M.O.? And Rufus said, well, it's usually, you know, single white females at night. All of a sudden Bobby's like, oh, crap, my neighbor, she's a single white female. It's nighttime. I better go over there and see what's up. Yeah, I'm updating my notes here. I don't know how I had that so wrong in my head, like, that they thought it was the wrong creature when... No, I guess I, I didn't think that Rufus would make a mistake like that. But well, he well he got the creature right. Just didn't stab it enough times, which is odd for Rufus. Yes, he's very usually very thorough. Yeah, why would he have gotten the number of stab times? Is Rufus a guy that's like, mm, this is too too many stabbings. I'm gonna stop stabbing this creature. Well, no, but my stabbing arm is tired. <laughs> Let's say that Rufus has a less than good work ethic, and we'll find out in future episodes what I mean by that. Okay, so I'm just updating my notes here. Rufus did not kill it properly. It hunts single white females, so Bobby goes to the neighbors to check in on her. Right? Yes, and sure enough, well, first he gets there and she's like, what's going on? And so he runs into her bedroom and, oh, sure enough, there's that Okami on, like, her ceiling going to attack her. Yep, Bobby gets attacked. They end up fighting uh, outside. Um, Bobby then, uh, there's a struggle near the wood chipper, He's got the body into the wood chipper chute, turns it on, and it blows guts all over <laughs> this nice neighbor lady that, uh, was hot for Bobby. She is, uh, no longer seems all too impressed by him. <laughs> Because he's very nonchalant when he brings up the fact that, hey, I thought you told me your wood chipper wasn't working. And the neighbor's like, well, that was simply a clever ruse to get you over here. 
Um, but, you know, at this point, I, I'm going to turn down all future dinner dates with you. Well, yeah, because Bob, Bobby says, well, you know, I could come over for dinner sometime. And she's like, yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, which is weird. I mean, he just saved her from a creature attack. You think she'd be more enamored with him? You would think and so. want that sort of protection around, but I think the fact that he found it so, he took it so normally, maybe he should have acted surprised. Like, oh my God, I just killed. <laughs> Look what I done, <laughs> rats. <laughs> uh, Bobby is making dinner, and Dean calls. Uh, Dean tells Bobby that Sam is different now. Bobby gets another call, and it's Rufus. And tells him that he has the ring, um, but is wait, 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 being wait. arrested by the cops. Wait, you, you don't even know what this ring is about. Rufus calls. He says he's got information on Crowley. Oh, I missed a whole yeah. I missed a whole paragraph here. Bobby yeah. and Rufus are on the phone. Rufus reports that McLeod had a son. They found uh, that he had a son, and then he had a signet ring. Bobby says he needs the ring and asks Rufus for help. Rufus knows Bobby's what Bobby's plan is to use that signet ring from the sun to summon his ghost in a sort of hostage exchange, um, the sun spirit for Bobby's soul. And Bobby's like, yep, something like that, and hangs up. <laughs> we forgot to mention that the sun had booked passage to, you know, because this all happened back in the, what, 15, 1600s? I don't remember exactly. But book passage on a ship to come to America. The ship went down, and he died with it. But this ring happened to be found, and it was in a maritime museum. So Bobby, you know, Rufus is going to go break into this museum and try to get this ring for Bobby. I'm sure glad you watched the show, too, to pick up on the details that I missed. Well, of course, this is like my third or fourth time through on every episode. so And I'm frantically typing as things are happening. Uh, Bobby's making dinner. Dean calls. Dean tells Bobby that Sam is different now. Bobby gets another call. It's from Rufus. Tells him he's got the ring, but you can you can see the cop lights and he's being chased. He's about ready to be arrested. Um, Bobby flips back to Dean. Dean is trying to reach out for help, but Bobby says he's too damn busy to deal with him right now. Bobby asks uh, where Sam is and asks to talk to him. The three of them then are on the phone together. Bobby lays into them and bitches them out for being selfish little pricks and always calling him to bitch about each other. Bobby lets them know that they are not the center of the universe and that he is more worried about getting his damn soul back and wants them to help him instead of the other way around, which it always is. At this point, then, Sam just looks at the phones like, you know, all you had to do is ask. <laughs> he didn't have to be a jerk. Well, he did, because Bob, uh, Sam and Dean do think that they seem to act like they – I heard a, a car horn. Is that someone? <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, if they're not honking at us, we're not recording in the street. <laughs> uh, it's weird that I heard a car horn out from outside, and we're upstairs. But anyway, um, Sam and Dean, yeah, seem to think that they're the only hunters that Bobby helps, and – that rely on him, and they don't seem to realize that, no, Bobby's pretty busy helping a lot of other hunters. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, in the title of it is Weekend at Bobby's. So it, what, this is just like a peek into his life, I guess. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, the next day, um, Bobby is outside. Jody pulls up. 
Jody tells them, don't worry, I covered up that whole ground-up body in the neighbor thing. She didn't even take a report. I guess she just went over there and got the story from her and was like, cool, and drove off. <laughs> That's what she kind of made it sound like. And I got to tell you, if I was that neighbor and uh, someone got ground up through a wood chipper, I'd be suspicious when there was absolutely no follow-up by any sort of law enforcement. Just like the local cop came out, got the story, looked at the goo, and drove off. Well, I'm sure Jody pretended that she was going to, you know, wrote stuff down and pretended that she was going to file a report. But you have to remember that. <laughs> you just the see ladies, her working on a Mad Libs. <laughs> the, the lady saw this creature on her ceiling and attack Bobby. So she had to know it wasn't exactly human. So maybe part of her was like, whatever, it's not in my life anymore. Bye, people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'd reach out to the DNR then. <laughs> If there was some creature crawling on my ceiling and attacking people, like well, the, but the DNR would have nothing to well, even because of the fact that it she looked human. I mean, the creature you could tell was an Asian woman that okay. just had funky teeth. I don't know if that happened to me, I would be like, uh, is there going to be a crime scene investigation? You going to put up some of that yellow tape or anything? <laughs> All right, but she covered it up. Well, maybe that maybe the neighbor's just dumb too. All right, let me get back into my notes where I was. Well, Bobby had asked Jody because you know Rufus was arrested for stealing that ring, and he had swallowed the ring, so the police couldn't find it on him. <coughs> and so Bobby wanted Jody's help to get him extradited to South Dakota, which is where they live. Jody says no, um, that would cost me too many favors. I I just can't help you out here. Yeah, Bobby asks, I got here, Bobby asks for Rufus to get moved to the town jail. Jody laughs it off and says, I can't help even after uh, Bobby's, oh yeah, this is that sentence that I wrote really terrible too. Like Bobby then kind of insists and pressures her, like you don't know what I've done for this town. You know some of the things, but you don't know everything. And even to that, she's like, I can't. Forget it, Bobby. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. Uh, Bobby is home. Uh, Rufus shows up at the front door, and we see Jody peeking out behind. Seems that she busted him out of jail. And uh, Bobby asks about the ring, and Rufus does have it. It's still in decent shape after going through Rufus's digestive system. Um, we see Bobby setting up a salt and starts a ritual. Bobby summons Gavin McLeod and confirms with the ghost his identity. Bobby is preparing something, and Crowley shows up. Bobby has Crowley trapped in a devil's trap again and tells him that he knows he's the king of hell now. Crowley says, uh, yeah, yep, sure am. That's my new job. But it is a really sucky job. All of my coworkers are dicks. <laughs> uh, they're all a bunch of cheating, lying shitheads. <laughs> And it is like, yeah, man, you're the head of hell and you just work with demons? That would suck. Of course they're lying, cheating shitheads. Uh, Crowley says that he, it feel, he feels good to get it off of his chest and to, uh, you know, to vent to Bobby, to have him listen to, you know, his needs, too. Uh, then he starts going on and mocking him for asking for his soul back again. <laughs> it's like, man, come on, Crowley, can't you just... Be a normal dude for a minute. <laughs> Why do you always got to turn jerk? Uh, Bobby then shows Crowley that he has the ghost of his son. 
Crowley is shocked, and he says that he loves him. Crowley figures out the plan very quickly, that he's about ready to ask for a trade, and tells Bobby that, you know, in reality, I don't even like my son. Yeah, I don't give a little shit about that. Give a shit about that little tosser or whatever. Bobby says, uh, Gavin, though, it's, you know, not just the trade, though. In fact, Gavin was very happy to talk about his father and gave up a whole bunch of information on him that he can now use against him. Crowley begins to look very annoyed, and Bobby then mocks him for trading his soul for a longer dick when he was on Earth. <laughs> yes, that's how he uh, got taken to hell. He wished for uh, three in more inches on his wiener. He wanted to break into double digits, <laughs> he reports. So, uh, Bobby informs him that he uh, also knows where his body is at. So that's actually the important information here. So, yeah, so they he knows he got the information from Gavin as to where Crowley was buried when he was a human. Of course, Crowley goes, oh, you know what? That's just a myth that if you burn a demon's bones, it kills the demons. And Bobby's like, well, there's a demon body in the basement. That would beg to differ. Sam and Dean are in Scotland and dig up his body. Um, and we saw earlier that uh, when Bobby burned those demon's bones in the basement that the demon burned. Uh, Bobby tells him that he will trade his bones for his soul. Uh, at this point, Crowley flinches and gives Bobby his soul back and uh, allowed him uh, to keep his working legs as well, which was nice. I was kind of wondering if Bobby's going back in a wheelchair for a while. Yes, well, he didn't really have a lot of choice. So I think had he not given the soul back and still kept the, his legs working, that Sam Dean probably would have torched his bones anyway. That's true. They really had him by the short and curlies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Crowley then shows up in Scotland uh, with a bag to collect his bones. Dean uh, it just wants to be a jackass and torch him anyways and starts acting tough. Sam, though, he's been acting weird all season. Sam steps in and defends the deal. Crowley then insults Sam, calling him Moose. And tells him to go get bent. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is everyone such a jerk to each other? Yeah, these, they could all really be cool friends, but everyone's got to be a dick. Yeah, this and we'll find out that Crowley, Moose is Crowley's nickname for Sam, and he calls him that a lot after this point. Bobby and Dean are on the phone with each other. Bobby tries to apologize, but Sam and Dean agree that they have been taking advantage of him. Bobby sits down and eats some cobbler. Phone rings. Bobby gets it, and it's something about sending out his best agent, something or other. Well, and you forgot to mention in here that uh, Rufus called back um, and asked about, I can't remember exactly when Rufus called back and asked about um, what happened to the Okami. And that's when Bobby said, oh, it went through the wood chipper. And Rufus is kind of like, hmm, I guess Woodchimper does trump ball. So we have that. If, <laughs> if ever in doubt you need to get rid of a, a, a some sort of creature, send it through a Woodchipper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if just mass destruction of a body, they could just walk around, you know, with one of those giant Acme anvils and drop it off of a ledge on everything, couldn't they? <laughs> just start throwing, you know, safes. There you go. I don't know if that would really work, though. Yeah, if, say you had a safe <laughs> dangling from your ceiling. Like we do. We got nice high ceilings. We had a safe and a rope. Summon a demon, talk to him, 
just you know get him distracted and then drop the safe on the demon's head does the demon survive or is that just going to crush that it's going to crush that corporeal body and then the demon's got to go find a new one right right the demon's just going to have to find a new host yes gotcha all right good to know good to know so you'll only get rid of that problem for a little while <laughs> not permanently well that's how you know we found out about when um the last episode, when Balthazar turned Raphael's um, host into salt, he just said, you know, Raphael's still alive. He just has to find a new body now. Right. Yeah, that is where we learned that the salt thing. Okay. Uh, anything about this episode that we missed? I mean, I think we went through it pretty much the same as the first time we went through it. Yeah, I think we did, too. No, I don't think we missed anything. Okay. And then the death count? Oh, I don't have IMDb up. <laughs> I think it was like five. I don't really. You've remember. got a computer right there. Open a new tab. Oh my god. I told you, you're the producer now. I'm just, I'm just the host with the uh, buttery soft voice. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Clickety clack. I think it's like six. Well, I think this one it was one that was way off too when we did it the last time because then we would talk through and try to figure out who it was and it didn't match up. Okay, here we go. Weekend at Bobby's. Do, do, do. Body count was three. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't. Well, we got the six people in Wisconsin off camera. Mm -hmm. The Okami. The um, Lamia. And the demon. Was the Lamia killed? Oh, yeah, they did kill the Lamia. Yes, right? because when Dean was on the phone with Bobby, Bobby was like, oh, you got to get rosemary and salt and, you know, burn it and throw it at it. And that took care of it. So Right, right. Yeah, that wacky. That was a wacky fight scene that mm -hmm. they were having in the background. It was. Okay, and anything else? No. I know I already asked, but... Yeah, no, not anything else that I can think of. Sounds good. So what's tomorrow's episode? Tomorrow's Or I should say the next episode. The next episode. Uh, season 6, episode 5 is called Live Free or Twy Hard. What is up with these punny titles this season? I don't know. <laughs> They're so lame. This is true. This is true. But, you know, we'll find out what that all means. I'm watching the uh, Netflix on our TV run ads. I think it must know that we watch a lot of uh, <laughs> these real true crimes, innocent people getting locked up forever shows. Because mm -hmm. that seems to be all that's getting advertised to us. But it does say, like, number six, so maybe it's happening to everyone. Maybe everyone's watching this stuff. It is very popular. Because remember, SNL had that skit a few weeks ago about... There'll be social justice... Wait, what was the uh, what was the SNL skit? I don't remember an SNL skit. Yeah, where all the women were like watching those real-life murder mystery shows. Um, oh, they were yeah. saying it... Uh, you'd have to go back and watch I don't remember exactly which ep SNL episode it was, but... Yeah. I really like this week's SNL with the uh, hot ones. <laughs> Making fun of that. I w they should have gone for someone else than Beyonce, though. I'm not too interested in Beyonce humor, but yeah. uh, ripping off Sean, Sean Evans of Hot Ones, though, was pretty hilarious. And 
I mean, that must be a popular enough show now to to end up as like one of the first skits. It's a very popular show, yeah, I would think so. That just started off on YouTube, though, but I think it's like actually, I think it's on a real network now as well. Hmm. But it isn't no fun. I, I stopped watching it because with the pandemic, they were in two different places. I'm like, well, this isn't cool. Yeah. I liked it better when they were in their little, you know, black room by themselves. And then you could hear people off camera giggling once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and they were starting to get too burned. Um, very fun. So check that out if you haven't. If you haven't watched SNL, I, no one I know watches <laughs> SNL besides us. It's kind of like, well, it is just kind of humor based on the news of the week. So you should probably check it out. Yeah, I mean, it for a while it was not so good, but I think it's it's gotten better. It it just goes up and down as those casts come in and out, yeah. and then they get good and kind of you know figure out what's funny and works for them and what doesn't. But then they go off do movies and go do other things, so that always fluctuates up and down. I've lived through many great SNL cast ups and downs. Yeah, but did you? Live through the original? It wasn't that funny. The original, I don't know why everyone thinks that that was the best. That wasn't. I think uh, mid-90s cast was the best with Farley and Sanders. And well, I think you had to be alive at the time um, to appreciate the humor in the first, you know, the original cast. Probably, yeah. Just if they're going to do, re I mean, everything's now is references to pop culture. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if you don't know the references, it's just not funny. Exactly. All right, so what's not funny is our episode is coming to an end, but before we leave you, I want to let you know about our Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. Also, our website, though, better yet, produced by Penny herself, fabulously. It's a couple of idgets.com. Over there, you can uh, comment on episodes, download episodes, stream episodes, learn how to subscribe to episodes. And uh, do all the do's. <laughs> um, so if you know anyone uh, that's into Supernatural, I think that you might like listening to us babble on. Uh, this is not the show. Here is the show.